welcome back to the show. Uh, this is Radio Gripe. I am one of your hosts. I am Joe. I am the other one. I am Jen. Uh, so yeah, this is our general discussion show where we like to go over a lot of current events and various uh, fuckery and uh, yeah, just kind of see where it takes us after we have a few drinks. Real quick on that notice, uh, thanks for listening uh, to us and to KBSR. The opinions that we're going to express here on Radio Gripe, uh, as usual, will not reflect the opinions of KBSR as a whole. We've got the, we've just got the waves to do our own thing. We got the waves. We've got the waves. I'm trying out new ways of saying it. We got the waves. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, we can songify that later and see about putting that in. Before we get straight to it, let's just uh, say, hey, hey, Jen, how's it going? Uh, it's going all right. I have ha- I, I suffered from insomnia, childhood insomnia. Uh, mm. I had insomnia from the time I was nine throughout my teens. I learned to deal with it in different ways. Um, sounds good. Sounds good. Some so far. <laughs> healthy, some unhealthy. Uh, didn't I uh, haven't really dealt with it for a long time. Other members of my family have also had insomnia and have different tricks for how to deal with it. Uh, both my brother and my sister deal with this. With like warm milk or whatever. Or just like watching Twitch or like uh, like YouTube okay, videos right. of people playing video games <clears throat> and falling asleep to that. My Oh, my brother likes to watch the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy over and over. That he, It's actually been a few years since he told me this. He might have a different coping method, especially now that he has a baby mm-hmm. in the house. Might mm-hmm. have different ways of dealing with insomnia. I can tell you that for me, uh, these days sometimes I have problems knowing when to go to bed and feeling tired enough to go to bed, and I'll listen to uh, The Adventure Zone. Even though I've listened to the entire show several times, uh, I'll just pick a spot and just go from there. Uh, you like to fall asleep to the sound of your pseudo social friends, yeah, uh, talking and laughing amongst themselves, and feel like you're one of the Macklemore, uh, Mac, the Macklemore brothers, yeah, Macklemore, is that right? No, McElroy. Ma- <laughs> feel like you're one of the Mac McElroy brothers, and I respect that. I totally understand that. Their voices are very comforting. Yeah, no, they're they're great. Now I was just gonna say my insomnia has come back recently with a vengeance and uh, trying to go to sleep dutifully at like 10 p.m. Waking up multiple times uh, after I managed to get to sleep, not able to get back to sleep, and you have your darkest, worst thoughts when you have woken up from a sleep at 2:30 or 3 in the morning. Those are the worst thoughts that you have. Your anxiety feels absolutely unconquerable. And there's no fucking way you're getting back to sleep. And still haven't figured out what to do about that. I did worry briefly that that was a sign that I had COVID, that I can't sleep. Mm. And um, food doesn't taste as good to me lately. But it does taste like things. I just don't have an appetite. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we had uh, been talking about this a little bit uh, here in the house. Hot topic. And I I remember pointing out that uh, stress will do this uh, things like this like just kind of killing your appetite killing your sleep rhythms and everything else that yeah and i'll like point out too function. i'm um, not a stress eater i'm the opposite no, when no, i'm stressed fact, out i i lose my appetite i who know you well can say that you are not like lashing out uh in in any kind of weird ways because you're stressed out or something 
but this is the way that it attacks people. Even people who are pretty good at dealing with stress and manage it pretty well, like it still like has an impact on, uh, on your body and things that you can't quite control. You know, somebody was talking about, uh, there was a post, I couldn't find it, but talking about how sea shanties are coming back. And uh, one person pointed out that it makes perfect sense because we've all kind of been living this hard pressed, <laughs> uh, kind of quarantined uh, life with limited means. Uh, and it just kind of keeps going indefinitely. So yeah, there's something akin to like, being on a fucking pirate ship with us all being in quarantine and being so isolated while the world is just wild and wilder out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the state of 2021. I mean, we can't sleep. (laughs) Can't sleep. Won't sleep. Stay woke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've had it, uh, here and there. Uh, it was, Worse when I was younger, but a lot of that was me drinking unreasonable amounts of coffee. Yeah, uh, I actually remember that. Yeah, no, it stayed with me in life. But these days, it's more just pervasive, always there, while around me being able to sleep. And it's one thing or another that allows that keeps me from sleeping for more than just a couple hours at a time without waking up and feeling in a need to like get out of the bed and get away from all the animals like cloistered around you know and it's and true we are savages that allow yeah. our animals on the bed we're cave people basically <laughs> inside a house and we don't know what we're doing working i'm working on how to deal with it and uh for the most part just not sleeping enough and learning how to deal with that earmark uh an episode or a bit for the future a segment for the future uh where we talk about neuroscience and and sleep yeah there's been some really interesting links in the last few years uh between sleep and alzheimer's or Mm -hmm. other neurodegenerative uh issues dementia etc i I guess muscles need to purge uh built up waste and the brain is no different and they say the purging the purging of built up uh accumulated waste products in the brain occurs after your second REM cycle or something like that I did take from that that if you're waking up consistently to 30 in the morning, you're not you're not going to enter that uh, restorative cycle of sleep. Well, that's not good. So, uh, yeah, there's my check in, uh, you know, one every every day, a little bit closer to dementia, I suppose. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. What it looks like. So.
start talking about some shit. Well, yeah, we're not. So we're not going to talk about the capital siege uh, the whole time, but yeah. uh, we did talk about it last episode. We, by do- the way, um, thanks if you listened to the last episode. We looked back at it, and we were both just kind of like feeling ourselves and uh there's there's like no amount of conversation to be had around we were this in the moment. we were very in the moment yeah and we are uh, now too yeah uh even now it's like we we kind of went over all the different angles and things that we could talk about in just this one story <laughs> and we're, we're not trying to be dominated about it there's plenty of news around it we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about it but also not just bombard you with that so joe i know you've said on this show a number of times that and i've disagreed with you often that establishment republicans are breaking from trump it's true uh, said that. right right now uh republicans are denouncing the atrocities at the capitol building namely the uh metal detectors and <laughs> magnetometers Mag- mag- magnetom at the, the security yeah, check the security point. checkpoints yeah uh, they've been fighting those. What's her name? Uh, Bobert. Congresswoman Lauren Bobert yeah. is not having it. No, she yeah. is bringing her Glock to the Congress floor. Uh, it's it's you know she's got a lot of pictures with it. It's very near and dear to her uh, physically. They've also, I mean, it's looking like a fucking war zone. They've erected a har uh, a high barbed wire fence around the Capitol. Uh, We've seen the images of the National Guard called out to defend the Capitol Mm -hmm. that are sleeping, you know, sort of littering the floor of the Capitol building. And when I say that, I do not mean to imply that there's some sort of trash left by the rioters. I I have 100% respect for the National Guard and the men and women who, you know, donate their time and have been forced to go out there and defend the Capitol. But yeah, some pretty fucking crazy images. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're all over the streets uh, around the Capitol, too. The streets of D.C. People probably feel like they're living in a fucking war zone. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, there's like a, 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 a flood of departures from the White House of non-essential personnel and certain maybe items and heirlooms that are being removed from the white house like people are just like oh we're gonna take this bust of lincoln also makes sense and uh like i don't know if they're expecting the white house to be overrun uh and ransacked like the Capitol was but it's it's almost like uh, the impression that one gives off unless unless you want to think that uh people are just looting already and <laughs> and the uh personnel that's leaving the white house is just taking some mementos with them I don't know. However, you want to slice that one. Uh, I I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of focused on the Capitol building okay. right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's been a lot of talk about sedition lately, mm-hmm. and whether or not this could have been an inside job. Yeah. You probably heard that New Jersey Democratic Representative Mikey Sherrill, former Navy pilot, current representative of New Jersey, uh, had come out and said that she thinks that she witnessed reconnaissance tours of the Capitol on the 5th, the day before the riots. Uh, She and some other people reported the unusual activity that they saw Mm -hmm. uh, on the 5th. Uh, Heard her uh, in an interview on Rachel Maddow, she was saying... 
when you have military experience, like you notice things that are out of the ordinary. This is out of the ordinary, she says, because the Capitol building has not been doing regular tours since March due to the pandemic. Sounds right. So to see like a, a small, loose group of people wandering the Capitol building, they would have had to been allowed in by a member of Congress. They would have been allowed past security by somebody high up who allowed them past security guards and then allowed them. They're not naming names, but. Okay. Yeah, I had heard a little bit about this. Uh, I had also heard that Ali Alexander, who is like a right wing uh, internet personality, uh, who is behind some of the drives and he does a lot of videos and everything, he was there and he had claimed that he had named a few names. I want to say three congressional reps that were aiding in a, the like formation of this whole event. He's like uh, the offices confirming this. He's been claiming it. The offices of all three of those representatives deny it with everybody saying, like, I don't even know this guy. So there's actually a big question on whether Ali Alexander is even telling the truth or not. Um, mm. So uh, the the far right, the extremist right, is uh, getting hit hard right now. And they're they're trying hard to kind of scramble and stay together, even though they've been stricken with a whole lot of infighting and other bullshit for some time yeah they've been stricken with deplatforming as well so now that's like the new thing against them yeah but go on yeah uh, a lot of republicans super mad about the twitter ban hammer mm-hmm. um yeah as i saw this tweet earlier that was like we're being ta- we're being deplatformed because of our conservative views and they were like what you mean about less taxation no, not that one. Uh, deregulation, not that one either. <laughs> Why are you being Which deplatformed? <laughs> Listen, uh, but yeah, no. Um, Wait, does it have anything to do with maybe the largest criminal offense in the nation's history? <laughs> does it have anything to do with fucking? Yeah, well. So yeah, there's. I I, I don't want to talk about this too much because we don't have enough information yet. But uh, yeah, we've got. Her accusations, and that's that's backed up by a couple other people that also reported unusual activity on the 5th, suspecting that these were reconnaissance tours, that these people were familiarizing themselves. They were let in by somebody on the inside, let past security, and had an opportunity to familiarize themselves with the building. And you have other things that are kind of intriguing. Congressman Clyburn's office was looted. They stole like an iPad and trashed it. He's saying that there's yeah. no nameplate on the office and um, there there's no way they should have known. Congresswoman Ariana Presley, her chief of staff, had noted that the panic buttons that were installed in Ariana Presley's office had been ripped out. I had heard about this. And they were sheltering in that office uh, during that time period. And yeah. um, Somebody went for it and it wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I guess there were multiple ones and it was it was all ripped out. Yeah. Uh, now, th- this uh, Ariana Presley's office had, had enhanced security and those panic buttons installed in the wake of threats by Trump supporters. So because she's a member of the squad. Uh, yeah, she's part of known. she's part of the squad. Yeah. So yeah, just some 
some interesting things. Uh, obviously, Democrats are drafting, you know, drafting legislation right now that if there are any elected officials that were party to this and they aided and abetted insurrectionists, hmm. uh, Hmm. Like knowing, like knowingly, because like obviously you already had the uh, con- congressperson. I'm trying to think of who this was. She when they were like in lockdown, she had uh, during during the midst of the the uh, storming of the Capitol building, she had tweeted out to her followers locations. This was Bobert again. Oh. Yeah, wasn't was it not? I feel like she was she was also one who was like tweeting out locations of people during it or at least then, she didn't know but she was like I should, i'm gonna have to news i'm gonna have to fact check that she's i'm gonna she, have to news it she was tweeting out pelosi is no longer on the senate floor one of the videos we mentioned in the last episode uh that probably all have seen the lone cop confronting a mob of dozens of uh, insurrectionists retreating up the stairs yeah, I was seeing something, and uh, NYPD detective uh, had been looking at that footage, and it's, it's basically the general consensus is this is a guy who acted quickly and bravely to divert the mob from the Senate chambers. That is Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman. I don't even, like, that's pretty well known now. I don't know if I should say it because he doesn't want to uh, talk. He's not, he's not trying to get in front of it all. Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't want to talk to the press and probably for obvious reasons, but, uh, it looks like he wasn't just, uh, fleeing into a chamber that, uh, where there was some backup officers that had his back. He on purpose diverted the mob from Senate chambers. And this video that we're seeing when we see it online, uh, the timestamp is 214, PM and we know that they didn't begin evacuation procedures from the uh, Senate chambers until 2.15. There were cops outside the Senate chambers that had their guns drawn, uh, ready to go. But yeah, his selfless and heroic and uh, actions and his quick thinking probably did divert the mob mm-hmm. uh, from Senate chambers, which is right down the hall to the left. Yeah, I saw a breakdown as you did. That kind of... Uh showed just a few of his actions in quick succession uh that kind of that kind of shows what what his tactic was yeah because there was a guy there was a guy in a QAnon shirt at the head of the mob and it kind of looks like they were following him that's a dude from iowa that has been arrested i would like to shout out the cops who performed uh heroic duties and um i've i've been absolutely outraged uh on their behalf that they were faced with this horrible fucking situation to the cops that are trump stands that uh stood by and allowed this to happen but this again Mm -hmm. that's not even if there wasn't a plan in place to begin with i mean this comes from the top down yeah um and their safety was je- – literally everyone's safety was jeopardized. Speaking of uh, Capitol Police, I did hear an interview with uh, retired Capitol Police Officer Butch Jones uh, earlier. He served on the force from 73 to 09. He said – and he actually sued them too. Uh, during his time, he helped form the uh, Black Police Officers Association Union – and he, during that, the ensuing lawsuit, he described the discrimination he faced 
within the institution uh, on Capitol Hill. Hmm. Uh, he described Capitol Hill as the last plantation. Huh. Which I mean, that's that's more than just cops. That's the whole goddamn thing. It's a good it's a good old boys club. Right, right. And that's what needs to be torn down in in order to make progress. He has a hard time processing what he saw uh, on Capitol Hill as a retired Capitol Hill police uh, officer. He can't speak for the cops that were the black cops that were there that day that saw a total fucking breakdown, saw their white counterparts not like felt felt unprepared, unprotected, and unarmed for this uh event that happened, and saw a lot of their white counterparts appearing to sympathize with the uh rioters seem to allow them in and to yeah not feel any sense of threat well in the meantime these people are chanting white nationalist slogans waving white nationalist flags waving white nationalist flags and confederate flags Mm -hmm. and uh yeah some of them broke down and said they were called the n-word multiple times like it was like screamed at them by people carrying blue lives matter fucking flags right there was no plan to combat this violence. Like your job is to defend the Capitol <laughs> and they weren't given support. They also felt divisions within the police force. that have probably been simmering for a long time. That's, that's something that needs to be examined and talked about. We've been talking about it all fucking year. To what degree is racism inherent within different police forces? And to what degree... We've been, we've been talking about that for yeah a good while. And I feel like over the last year, we've started flirting with the conversation. And I think we're going to start having it now as to... To what degree does uh, racism and extremism play in the U.S. armed forces? Yeah, okay, that's a whole other thing too I that mean, we have yet to fully get that, like, get we're, at. But we're starting to get there now. We're we're needing to have that conversation. Yeah, we need to. Not not us, obviously, but like as a well, nation. I mean, no, yeah, me and you sitting at this table are maybe not the right people to have that conversation. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> for a long time it was oh. You know, people have the right to have their own political viewpoints, even if you even if you are a white nationalist, it's okay for you to be on the police force as long as you behave with professionalism. And that's been the the standard viewpoint within police departments all across the US for Mm -hmm. a long time. You can be a white nationalist, you can be racist, but as long as you behave according to police rules and not break the law as a cop like you're fine maybe not (laughs) like maybe there's a lot of racism and white nationalism within the police force Uh and it affects the community and it affects people of color that try to work within law enforcement and we want to change that we're trying to change that we're trying to call attention to it we're trying to change it yeah this is one more example of that, where black cops felt like black capital cops felt like they were left out swinging in the wind. I, right, I right. like I hate to invoke that kind of shit, <clears throat> like lynchings, but um, yeah, they were they were left uh, they were left swinging in the wind during this capital riot. Here's the thing: I want to say that if it was a real like inside job insurrection, it would have went further. I think I that I don't know. Again, people are saying they could not have found their way around the maze that is the Capitol building to target specific offices mm-hmm. uh, unless they had some inside information. Right. 
But even the people that gave them that insider information, if that was the case, might be thinking, oh, this isn't some kind of insurrection. Like, they might have been planning for, like, multiple people to die yeah. in this. I, I, and, and, you know, they'll say anything to rationalize it to themselves. Like, these fucking people be like, oh, uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, there was a lot of destruction of property uh, over the course of several months. And, and tw- yeah. they'll be like, 20 people died because Black Lives Matter. That Yeah, because of white supremacists though that's like mostly most most of the deaths were because of that like people like to accuse people of the very things that they do yeah this riot happened and of course trump supporters immediately were like it's antifa it's antifa it's antifa it's antifa it's antifa Yeah, funny thing that the the one guy, the your new, my boyfriend, your new crush, my boyfriend, uh, Jacob Chansley, uh, who's over there in Arizona getting a special uh, organic diet. I've already uh, been I've been writing him to make sure he feels comfortable. I'm sure that he's having a hard time finding your letter and all the adoring fan mail that he gets. <laughs> um, so he's uh, vowed to return to D.C. for the inauguration and uh, 
prosecutors have filed a motion to detain him to like prevent him instead of just saying okay no don't leave the state of arizona okay they're hoping hoping to actually detain him and they put forward in some prosecutions that he's crazy and they used uh, his own youtube videos against him where he says that he's an alien he can see other dimensions and he's things not that, like this he's not that crazy he's not that crazy but he's He's people. a nut job for sure. Oh, he's a nut um, job, yes. But people like yeah. to take his quotes out but, of context. So people turned on him real quick with saying that he was Antifa and everything else. Uh, there's been a whole lot of that. and He's not crazy yeah. like Antifa. He's crazy like QAnon. Crazy like a fox with horns. Yeah, he's crazy like a QAnon. And uh, in fact, so he left a note on there on the congressional floor. You know, yeah. how like... <laughs> <laughs> they have the, like the big desks, and then they have. The, we're co- uh, well, it was like we're coming for you. Like, what was it? It said, uh, uh, "It's only an amount of time. Justice is coming for you, Mike Pence, or justice is coming for you, whatever." He didn't mention Mike Pence, but it was left at the at the space where Mike. He Pence didn't even was mention Mike standing. Pence. Oh, okay. it was it was left in uh, Mike place Mike Pence's place. Uh, yeah, something like it's only a matter of time. Uh, justice will find you, or some such. He left it where Mike Pence usually. And farts. He means he means to say that. Oh, I didn't mean that as a threat. I just mean that you know righteousness will rain down on him for being a child trafficking scum. Uh, yeah, he literally like, believes that he's really bought into the QAnon. But, by the Mike way, Pence's. he's like, like apparently because Pence didn't do the Trump thing, he, he is now part of the grand cabal. I mean, Lynn Wood has come out and said Mike Pence likes to fuck. 13 14 15 year old boys just remember that no yeah he was he was uh, one of the people tweeting during this whole event i'm sure that he was telling people to look for mike pence and uh that's as we talked about last week there were gallows and people talking about finding mike pence as of today there are stories about how prosecutors had attempted to kind of uh charge jacob chansley with uh you know an attempt to kidnap and murder like kind of catch and kill elected officials the judge was like well i mean what what proof do you have and they're like well we don't have any proof 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 but we just want to think that that's what they were doing and so they had to withdraw that but this is what happens whenever there there was as we saw in the one video where the the building is swarmed uh, and at some point, you see a single file line of guys in tactical gear, all very purposely cutting a line through the crowd right. to then gain access to the building, which has been breached and is a flood with fucking run of the mill civilians and, and dudes like Via Getty over here. Yeah, so those guys came in there and they had flex cuffs. Some of them were armed and, and the whole deal. So I heard I heard something that was kind of interesting. It was, it was just a like rando post from probably the Donald that was like it turns out a lot of like a lot of Proud Boys were gonna bring flex cuffs and mm-hmm. the goal was uh they don't want to kill police. They're pretty neutral when it comes to police. They're like, oh, they're public servants. We don't want to kill them. Wow. Unlike the Boogaloos, who are like pretty anti-cop, the flex cuffs were probably for the police and not for members of Congress or the Senate. Um, They were to be executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is just based on one like dude's post. Like, I'm bringing the flex cuffs for the police, right? Like, we don't, we want to capture them alive and not kill them. But right. like, lawmakers were, we are trying to kill, right? Right. 
Yeah, right. Right was the, <laughs> probably the response to that guy received. So affirmative. Uh, affirmative. Maybe what he said. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. So I've been listening to a lot of stuff over the last week. I was listening uh, today to Slate interview a former military and far right extreme extremist who has spent the last few years deprogramming. And they wanted to get his take on things. And years ago, like back in, you know, 2018, he had an unlikely friendship with Baked Alaska. Uh, unlikely because Baked Alaska is a neo-Nazi with anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. And our our dude is a uh, Jewish person. Hmm. So... Even though they're Jewish, uh, they really bonded with Baked Alaska over a shared uh, anti-Islam bigotry. And yeah, like she asked him at one point during the interview, do you ever feel, do you ever feel weird like being friends with, you know, anti-Semitic, like neo-Nazi guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, yeah, I did. But, you know, facts don't care about your feelings, I guess, was like the motto. So... I was just like, well, I feel bad, you know, that that this person is anti-Semitic or hates Jews, but our ultimate goal is the same. So, like, I would just like to say hate hate makes strange bedfellows. And I think it's really interesting to look at the, what, March for America or whatever, to save America, whatever it was, um, that descended on D.C. I can't remember that. I'm pretty sure it was... Make America great again. As I said, the entirety of Trumpistan is uh, like a wide continent with like many varied, you know, areas. Yeah, Trumpistan is a bunch of chuds. <laughs> it's a, it's a big tent. Uh, so in like a weird way, it's almost inspiring to see. Uh, you saw Jewish people marching with neo Nazis. You know, you can see Black Trump supporters marching arm in arm with racist and her confederate banner QAnon moms who some of whom may have attended the women's march in 2016 marching with proud boys mm. uh former and current cops uh marching with uh boogaloos who fucking hate cops uh instagram wellness gurus marching with infowars like medicinal bleach peddlers <laughs> you can see southern grandmas marching with gripers and uh other 4chan trolls uh under the griper banner it's it's a great unifier you know a lot of people have compared these protests to the black lives matter protests that we saw over the summer which i'm like that's a false comparison yeah there's a lot i see online that's like what aboutism or com- yeah. you know, like comparing and it's like well what about yeah no, what about I've seen a lot of that lately and which is if that's what you're doing right now like there's there's no way forward but basically if you're trying to do your critical thinking thing uh and be like independent or some fucking shit i've i've seen people say online things like well liberals like to act like they're they're so pro-abortion but they're somehow against uh Uyghur women being forced sterilized by the chinese government that's hypocrisy at its finest 
And it's you know, so- yeah, there's a there's been plenty of moments where the xenophobic right will find some cause it's to like, champion. It's such a bullshit just so they argument. can just so they can try to like own libs. Imagine imagine being you like, know? oh, you're so you're so you're so pro women's rights to make their own reproductive choices, but you're against their forced sterilization in other right. contexts. Yeah. Obviously you're hypocrites. Yeah. And uh, so, oh, you're so anti-police, but like you're suddenly pro-police when one is murdered by an insurrectionist with a fucking right fire extinguisher. Oh, you're so against that all yeah. of a sudden. No, yeah, that was a quick that was a quick hill turn for a lot of these people, which I imagine a lot of them are just kind of maybe two faced or are are accustomed to being two faced by living within normal society and holding these uh, other, you know, more more vitriolic fucking violent views. You would have to be willfully ignorant to make that kind of argument. Uh, I maybe maybe I just can't make common ground with these fucking people at this point that would that would defend this would well, defend these kind of actions. And that's the thing is that it's about how defensive uh, everything has become. Yeah, man, we've we've lost all all ability to have a reasonable conversation, and it seems like even public discourse by nature is just combative, and uh, every everything is about you know I am under attack. We've and all I, become I expert prove, debaters. I have or... to prove my point and disprove your points, and that is my purpose. Whereas you know pe- people's purpose, like how they move through their life, should be to know and understand more. No more, understand better. You know what I mean? But people instead want to barricade themselves inside their own identities and opinions. And and we have uh, the most advanced uh, society we've ever seen on this planet that we can fathom. And uh, here we are. Fucking here we are. Acting stupid as shit. You're forgetting about the fish people because Atlantis was probably way better than we are. You're right. Hey everybody, it's Joe here. I just want to take a moment to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our show, and thanks for listening to KBSR. Uh, KBSR, Black Sparrow Digital Radio, is of course fully independent. We're kept aloft by our Patreon community. They do a lot of good stuff for us, and they've allowed us to reach the podcast and to kind of keep growing. And you can be a part of that too. You can go to BlackSparrowMusicParlor.com and look for a Patreon link there. Uh, you can also do the live streaming radio from there, or you can get the app uh, out of whatever app store you like to use. Plenty of different shows on the network, all kinds of stuff, whether it be music shows, there's some news shows, there's a gardening show, storytelling. Yeah, there's, there's all manner of things. Go check it out. I also want to say thanks to Trev Wren and Mental State Fair for letting us use uh, Dying in Texas for a theme song. And of course, uh, thanks to Alex Cuervo of Spectrostatic for letting us use some of his stuff. Uh, he's all over the place. You can also look up Erie Family, Hex Dispensers. Also thanks to Hoofless out of Salt Lake City for giving us a, you know, access to some of their stuff. We're always looking for more music uh, to be able to put here on the pod. You can reach out to us if uh, maybe you got something you want to submit there. 
And uh, yeah, keep it classy, folks. Uh, go check out our Instagram. It's Radio Gripe TX is our handle. And uh, you'll get all kinds of updates on whatever we're doing. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Oh, to me, even though so many people have come with so much whataboutism, oh, what about Black Lives Matter? And that was another thing this fucking guy was saying. This interview I, I referenced earlier with this, like, reformed, right, you know, militant right-winger, uh, she was asking him, what did you used to picture when you used to picture a civ- the coming civil war and, like, you having to fight uh, to reclaim America for true patriots or whatever? And he was like, well, I pictured Muslims or Black Lives Matters. And he said that, like, three times. He was like, Black Lives Matters. <laughs> I had to fight them. Like, that's... Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, you know, you pictured Muslims and black people. Like, just fucking say it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what you're fucking saying. But oh. he had, like, he's come a long way since then, I guess. And he's like, I now recognize that there is racial injustice, like heavily, especially within the police. And uh-huh. I don't want to comment on the military. Like, I don't. Right. <clears throat> I feel like that's my place. I feel like they made a pretty good case that it exists within the police forces. And he was like, I now recognize that it is a form of patriotism to to have to have a protest, to protest for the rights of, of marginalized people instead of just like falling lockstep, uh, lockstep with your leader or whatever. He's like, I now recognize that. But for a long time, I did not. I did not think I thought that was anti-patriotic to do. Hmm. Man, we've got so many episodes just cut out for us right now with everything that's going on. Oh, oh, wait, I have one more thing I want to say. You're trying to, like, wrap it up. A lot of people would say that these uh, protesters at the Capitol and, like, everything that ensued, they're, like, just the counterpoint to Black Lives Matter, and I fully don't see it that way at all. Uh, Obviously, millions of people protested if not at like straight up out on the streets we're, like we're out there to protest racial injustice obviously hundreds of thousands of people all across the country probably millions of people and if you weren't out there on the streets because it's a fucking pandemic mm-hmm. pe- there were people that donated their time there were attorneys and um you know community organizers and who donated their time there were people that donated their money to bail funds and to to lawyers and to racial equality groups that have been around for a long time and to social movements that that was fucking beautiful uh, that's the thing that happened over 2020 that i think was fucking beautiful it, it sprung up from from pain but it also it became this multiracial it crossed socioeconomic boundaries. It crossed, like, you know, physical, geographical uh, boundaries. And, yeah, people people turned out for uh, to support racial justice. Yeah. So when people who want to defend the Capitol Hill insurrectionists and, and angry mob mm-hmm. are like, this is just the, the same as right what you know it's 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 kind of the antithesis it's fucking bullshit yeah and and uh and they'll be like oh what about what about what about you know actually yeah, i got real tired of that shit this week actually like 20 people died over the several months all across the country of uh pro- protests for racial justice 
Um, Which means that it was not five from one day. Eight? Five, five per day. Yeah, it actually does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and on top of that, how about most of those deaths uh, were due to right-wing extremists? Mm-hmm. The very fucking people that stormed the, cas- uh, stormed the castle. Yeah. Uh, uh, unfucking believable. I think this is a disingenuous argument. Most of the time, people make it. It is. Oh, it's. But it's made saying, saying disingenuous. Lo- it's is, made loudly and forcefully enough that other people pick it up and they make it in earnest. Saying disingenuous is uh, being too kind. I want to say it is. I want to say more accurately, it's uh, uninformed or misinformed. Going beyond that, I want to say that it is uh, willfully ignorant. Uh, Often it is. Sometimes it's not. If you cannot understand context, the the context for fighting for uh, freedom from violence from the police versus the freedom to overrun the Capitol and over overturn a legitimate democratic uh, election. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a problem to begin with. And to not understand nuance and context in your arguments, yeah, that's either a breakdown of critical thinking or a willful attempt to subvert what seems like common sense. Yeah. I would I would say that what happened on Capitol Hill on the 6th was less equivalent to the Black Lives Matter movement or the right-wing version of the Black Lives Matter uh, protests. And I would say it's more like a uh, a dark reverse mirror image of the Kylie Jenner Pepsi commercial. <laughs> This is the Black Mirror episode of that uh, Pepsi yep. commercial. We're, okay. we're, and uh, I've been workshopping this uh, for the last couple hours. It's to, uh, I don't know if SNL wants to buy me out. I, mean, uh, I guess it's not funny right now. We're trying to show at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm picturing instead of like, instead of commercial people, it's like real people, but also mostly white. So instead of Kylie Jenner doing a photo shoot, it's uh, what was her name? Boehner, Boner, Bobert, Laura Bobert. So Laura Bobert <laughs> watches the masses pass by outside her window while she is uh, uh, having a Pepsi with a cop. Well, I think we decided Sorry. we decided it's not Pepsi; it's going to be Michelob Ultra. Okay. Uh, so no, no, no. She's wait. We decided that she's draft. She's drafting some legislation, uh, some really right wing legislation, and uh, she sees the mob go by, and she like she's like what? And I don't know. She like tears off her wig, grabs her Michelob Ultra, heads to the streets to join the mobs. That's headed by like Ted Cruz is playing his cello or whatever, and he also <laughs> what? Okay, no, I'm thinking guitar. They, like, raise some Confederate flags. Yeah. Yeah, they just hand a white cop a Michelob Ultra. <laughs> and he accepts it. And he looks at another white cop and is like, what are you going to do? It's good. Oh, boy. And then everyone just cheers and laughs. Yeah. And then the, they open up the barricades and let everybody open in. Open up the barricades and let everybody in. <laughs> that was always the dream, right? <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, Michelob Ultra, get at us, uh, TM, 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 <laughs> uh, on that.
well, I had a few things that might be considered kind of good news that I wanted to imbue on the show. But before I get to that, I do want to say this whole thing with impeachment. There's a whole nother impeachment. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trump Trump got impeached again. again. He got impeached. Uh, first uh, U.S. president it's, to ever be impeached twice. It's impeachment day. He's oh, like, and you know what? I just can't wait till he starts wearing this one like a badge. Uh, it's like, I'm the only U.S. president to get impeached twice. We had the best impeachment record. He's going to have to employ some better people so, uh, to spin that for him. It cannot be. Yeah. But just... He not, cannot cheap out on that. Not to dig into it a whole lot, but to say that uh, Mitch McConnell, who is about to be uh, the mi- minority of the Senate here, he's finally taken down a peg. He says the, that the impeachment vote should be a vote of conscience, which is essentially offering forgiveness uh, to Republican senators who might vote to impeach him and pass this House approval. Yeah. So... He's he's putting it out there like, consider that you were. Oh, wait, let me bust out my Michigan. Consider yourselves to be absolved, kind of a, like a, a little bit of a pre-pardon. You're pardoned ahead of time if you want to go ahead and vote to impeach. That's my Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell doesn't really want the impeachment vote. I don't think that he. I think at this point he's having a crisis of conscience. And he doesn't want to admit to it. So he is not trying to rally the GOP to shut it down. He's saying like, uh, hey, you know, if you want to vote to impeach, go ahead and do it. This is not a partisan thing anymore. Because he knows that he's going to be a minority. And he knows that right now, history is looking down on him. And I feel like he knows that, A, he's not long for this fucking job. I don't give a I fuck. I mean, he's an old-ass fucking... No, I don't either. No, I'm not forgiving him by any means. What I'm saying is that it's funny to me that, like, he's maybe seeing the, the, the fucking sun go down, finally, and he's like, okay, well, guess it's time to save some face here, you He know? sees that uh, Trump <laughs> is literally on his way out the door, mm-hmm. physically getting booted out the door, and but he, are, he wants to gather up the wreckage of the GOP. The, there so that are it can pathways con- being made within the GOP. He thinks to it continue, it. can continue to be a party without Donald Trump, which good fucking luck. Good fucking riddance. No, I seriously mean that. Good fucking luck. I right. think I think sure. there needs to be a right-leaning party I think that that's not a, a far-right extremist I'm party. Go ahead and let the GOP come back. Let them rebuild, but also, yeah, let's have a new party. Let's have a fucking labor party or uh, some kind of other representation. We don't, I, we don't need a two party system. Yeah. that's a whole. That's a whole we, other thing. Listen, we need it. We need a two party system at least. Hopefully, ideally at more. Least. At, ideally more. <laughs> I mean, yes, at least uh, we need a two party. system. I'd love to see a six party system, <laughs> but unfortunately, that's not the reality we're living in. We're living in. Trumpism. Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're seeing things start to move, and uh, the paradigm is shifting, and it's going to be a painful shift for sure, as we're expecting. But there's other stuff too, like uh, NRA has filed for bankruptcy. Oh, did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't sound like a heavy hitter, but to say that this uh, quote unquote non-profit organization which lost 63 million dollars in a three-year span at one point because of 
how they're mismanaging their money and yeah, turning it money into well spent, a, guys. a for-profit I think enterprise. y'all should have donated to public radio. I think so. I think we'd be in a better position right now if you would have. So yeah, they're filing for bankruptcy, leaving New York, and they hope to reintegrate here in the great state of Texas. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah, you know they're fucking gonna. But also, I think that it's nice that some shit finally came down to kind of break them up and crack down on them. And they're going to try to keep going for sure, because they're to say that they're gun peddlers is a little on the nose. They're influence peddlers, and they're basically a lobbying firm. They are a lobbying arm uh, that is that bridges the gap between a lot of voters and a lot of politicians. But they're very specific in what they do. And I would love to see the NRA abolished and just fucking done with and over. But again, lobbying is a whole other episode. They are going to regroup here in Texas. Oh, yeah. And Texans are going to. Oh, we'll buy that shit up. Re refurbish their coffers hmm. and their image. Yeah. Here's a little bit of good news. There were nine people charged uh, including the former governor rick snyder uh, for the roles in the flint water crisis i can barely see that that's good news nobody who's an activist in michigan feels like anybody anybody's gonna get charged commensurate with the crimes they committed commensurate no um so there's the really hard problem obviously but what some people are saying is that this is the best that we can get at some accountability because there's been so much dodginess over this over the years. There's an entire generation of children in Michigan that are growing up with brain damage Mm -hmm. and body damage because of the amount of lead that they consumed through their water. Right. uh, Due to cost-saving measures uh, that were taken by fucking sociopathic assholes. Yeah. Uh, some of the, the charges here include willful neglect of duty, perjury, obstruction of justice, extortion, nine counts of involuntary manslaughter against the former chief medical executive, Eden Wells. What? So, yeah, they're they're actually putting a body count on the Michigan chief medical uh, executive. They are charging the person who would be in charge of and have an obligation to people's medical health that looked the other way and stood by while people died. What is it? How many years has it been? Fucking who knows? I feel like 10 at least. 10. It's been 10 fucking years. Yeah. I'm sorry. That is, it is good news that there's some accountability. I see what you mean that it went on so long. Like, how do you adequately get justice across for what has been done? There's no way. There's there's not a way for uh, the justice system to really do it. The best that you can do is hold people accountable. And even at that, like, it's been a really uphill battle. And it's been a long-fought war, basically legal war, for the fucking people of Flint. Yeah, for just people in power, abusing that power, and uh, leaving, leaving bodies in their wake. Jen, I know you've missed it. I have a fun fact. Have you ever heard about scurvy and like advanced scurvy and what that's like? Your teeth fall out? So that's like a thing that can happen, right? Uh, if it if it gets bad, and this is making the rounds, so maybe you've heard about this. Lesions? Uh, more so than that. 
you know how uh like you get cut and your skin forms scar tissue oh yeah so that is uh made with collagen and that is an active process because your body makes new skin cells and uh and, and sheds them off after they die and everything so collagen and scar tissue is an, an ongoing active process but if you have scurvy bad enough it undoes that process and your body does not produce collagen which means that scar tissue just ends up becoming a scar or like a wound it opens back up all of your old wounds and even broken bones and everything else they just they just break again and your wounds open again and your body kind of like reverses in time and undoes any healing that you might have done to it before Scurvy is a motherfucker. That's my fun fact. Wow, that's so great. Uh, my fun fact. Let's see. Do, do, do. Uh, swerving away from badness. Ratatouille, the TikTok musical, is a crowdsourced uh, musical. Anyone that's been on TikTok lately uh, has maybe seen some of this crowdsourcing it's really dope you know like one person started a snowball down a mountain i'm ratatouille i got yeah. a song i got a song do to do listen i i'm gonna be honest with y'all i didn't i've never seen ratatouille i'm a, a grown-ass person <laughs> but but no 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 not at all because actually <laughs> this is really awesome like i'm watching people that are like what if we made a musical out of it it would go a little something like this people contributed other musical numbers uh stage designers costume designers were like rat fur i would choose tool and like lighting designers are like here's how i would light this so ratatouille the musical a crowdsourced musical yeah even the famously litigious disney corporation was caught up in the excitement and they gave the green light to To produce a full-fledged musical uh, as a benefit performance in aid of the Actors Front, uh, which debuted on New Year's Day. They raised over a million dollars for the Actors Fund, which is is pretty cool. So there's that. (laughs) Thus completes good news. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. Well... There you go. There's another week in the can. Another week here from the can of America. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to KBSR. Keep doing it. Go check out our Patreon and do all that good stuff. Thanks to Trevor Ren, Mental State Fair. Thanks to Alex Cuervo and Spectrostatic. And thanks to Hoofless. Yeah, get at us on uh, Instagram, uh, Radio Gripe TX. And with all that being said, and plenty more to say next week... We're going to say goodbye.
<laughs> okay. Goodbye. Sit down.